Gather round, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Roast and Toast podcast. We are your wonderful hosts, David, Jenny, and Philip. Well, what? What? Good morning, Arizona. I don't know. What is Philip <laughs> chuckling about? I'm yeah, what are you chuckling be- about? Okay, this mixes behind the curtain versus what we bring on air. But uh, David, we, you and me were just discussing how one of the hardest elements of the show is each, increasingly has become one of the hardest elements of the show, is uh, coming up with a new that slaps each and every week. Something that yes. just organically comes across. You know, it's each week, some weeks I'm discovering something, some weeks I find five things. And then, of course, once you find the five things, you forget about it each week, but the following, <laughs> yada, 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 yada. And yes. so uh, I completely forgot on that note, one of the increasingly harder things to do each and every week is remember what the hell I did that week. Because it, until that music comes on, I forgot that I need to come up with something that happened to me this something week. To say. Something, something to say. Something to say about this. I feel that that happened to me this week where I have been enjoying my That Slap selections the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, wait, I need mm. to have something new. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. On that yes. note, I just... Came up with a that slaps. I do not have to resort to something that only kind of slaps. I'm good. <laughs> it's a half slap. Good. A half yes. slap. No, well, no, no. Ex- this one's a full slap. Oh well, the the one that will happen one that later on. Was the maybe gonna be the slap is 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 what would have been a semi slap. It's just a lap, but the uh, the one that's today is a full slap. Yes. All right, Jenny, what happened to you this week? I mean, there was so much happening. I had literally something going on every single night. It was absolutely bonkers. But here's some highlights. I'm actually starting a new adventure next week. I'm not sure how much I can talk about. But oh, an old... Don't we're worry, gonna, Jenny. It's just <laughs> Well, we're going to deep dive into, into Jenny's past here. So I have an old dream of mine of wanting to either try to or potentially work in a museum. And I finally have uh, got all everything all sorted out to start volunteering at a museum next week. So I'm very excited about that. That's amazing, Jenny. Congratulations. Like, oh, are, thank are you, you expecting the full Ben Stiller treatment of Night at the Museum and go <laughs> meet Robin Williams, uh, Hank no. Azaria, the whole crew? Oh, no, night guard realness. No, it'll be a smaller uh, local museum. And it sounds like I'll be starting in the education realm so is this gonna is this gonna build to like one day working in the natural history history museum or something or is this like a life goal accomplished you're done you've done it amazing uh no it's it's gonna be uh progressing into more involvement maybe not volunteering in the future i would like to potentially even get my master's degree in it so we'll see it's just baby steps right now so that's what i got this week delightful baby steps speaking of baby steps david where did you tiptoe to this week? What did you do? What did you dance around with? I don't think anyone wants details of, of my week. I've been sick. Oh, but not no. Like not feeling we, sick. We had a but... streak, David. We had a streak of you being healthy on this, no, on this but, podcast. No, but this is this is not nose, head, cold, sick, uh-huh. which is, well, that oh. was the streak. This okay. is gut. This is the other end. Oh. And uh, it really wasn't too bad but it did mean that i couldn't go to work i could not work i there was no way i was going to be able to work in a bar running to the toilet every hour, oh no you know and spending 10 to 20 minutes on the toilet it was it was not great not great and it lasted days i normally that kind of thing is like <laughs> one day and no this lasted days um, wow to the point where <laughs> i guess we're just talking about this now um <laughs> I called the doctor 
on the day that they they finish the doctors my doctor finishes oh. at 12 and they have the off, afternoon off or something and uh, so I got patched through to one of the other doctors. And the first thing they were like is, well, you should have called this morning and you would have gotten your own doctor. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just help me. <laughs> and she was like, well, it's not urgent. So just call in the morning and speak to your doctor and whatever. And so I called on Friday morning. They want a stool sample. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm only going to, they only, they were like, oh, but we're going to be closed for the weekend. So, so bring it on Monday. And Did I'm you tell them? I'm already kind of better now. So, like, I mean, not 100%, but I'm better-ish. Again, I don't know if this is podcast material, but... Yeah. It is now. It well, is now. Um, <laughs> did, I've did, never done that... that before. This is a weird thing for me. I don't... I'm not excited about delivering my poop. <laughs> it's going to be a hard task for you, David, especially if you told them directly on the phone that you don't give a to then give them a stool sample. <laughs> God, I was waiting for Good that one. joke. I was waiting Good for it for one. so long. Good work. Good work. Good work. It was percolating. Yes, yes, yes. Uh huh. Let's move on. Let's move yes, on. Yes, let's move on. Oh, round and round and round we go. Where do we stop? Nobody knows, but we do stop here on the subject of our monthly calendar of one of our favorite segments of each month. The am I the a-hole question, hear ye, hear ye, get up on the judging stand myself. I will wear my little wig, my little white ruffled wig, yes, right there. And, ooh, what is that? That is my, my gavel. It is official, it is final, and it is bribable. Guys, I have two stories. I have two stories. Don't you shake your head. I am very bribable. This is not the Honorable Judge Philip. This is just Philip judging. That's that's the clear-cut difference. Guys, I have two questions, or sorry, two stories here, rather, for both of you. Uh, I believe, David, I gave you the choice last time as my rendition of this uh, prompt goes with whoever uh, I elect first gets to then choose whose side they want to defend, and then it switches with the second story. So Jenny, I will read the story and you get to decide whom you wish to defend or which side of the defense of whether they are or are not the a-hole you wish to uh, go forward with. So just keep that in mind, Jenny, as I tell you the following story. Okay, I'm listening. <clears throat> My wife named Laura, who is a 35 female, and I, a 33-year-old female, wanted to celebrate our daughter's, Ava, aged eight, birthday by having a party and inviting everyone in her class. Laura, again the wife, usually busy with work, so as the fun mom, I planned the entire event with Ava's input. We'll have trampolines, a bunch of Disney princesses and their castles, poolside fun, twister, and a special scavenger hunt, mostly planned by Laura, with lots of dancing. Ava loves to dance. One of Ava's classmates, called Penny, has special physical needs and uses a wheelchair. Her mother gave us a call and asked about the activities. We explained everything, and she said Penny would feel excluded if everyone was dancing, playing inside the castles, or swimming while she just watches from afar. She asked us if we could modify the party so Penny would be able to join in on the activities as well. I said I had already planned everything and was mostly focused on Ava's wishes for her birthday. I also said if there was something we could add to the party, I would, but I wasn't canceling anything. 
Penny's mom called Laura and I a show-off, an inconsiderate, an ableist, and said I should have also considered Penny in my plans. Laura says I did the right thing because the party is really about Ava and not anyone else. I kind of feel bad for the kid, and I wonder if I am indeed an a-hole. Now, Jenny, you get first draft pick at this. Whom would you like to defend? Penny's mom or our main uh, character? So Penny's mom or Laura are the two options, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. There was a lot of names being going around there. Um, yes. I will go with... Uh, I will go with Laura. You will go with uh, Laura, the main character, who Ava's she will be defending. Mom, yes. Mm-hmm. David, would you like to go first or second? I would like to go second. Okay, Jenny, defend Laura here in this case. Your Honor, may I may I take the stand? May I, may I approach? You may. Yes, yes, you may. Thank you. When it's your your daughter or your son's or your, your child's special day, it is their special day. It should be revolving all around them. It's the one day a year they get to have where everything is about them. They get to eat what they want to eat. They get to enjoy what they want to enjoy. And everyone's there to celebrate with them. Now, it's one thing to create an inclusive environment, but it's not I it's not okay to be creating a environment or changing the itinerary for someone who can't complete everything. It is Ava's special day. She's turning this age. She gets to have the say, if anything. Ava is, is, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Ava is, Ava is the leader. It's her choice. And Lara's just there to plan it. That's all I'm saying. That's short and simple. <laughs> uh, go ahead, David. I'm going to say that uh, these two parents could have chosen carefully uh, a select few of the closer friends of their daughter, Ava, to invite to this party. Especially, I'm sure, knowing beforehand that there was someone in the class who was disabled. They chose to invite this person, knowing full well that they were planning activities that would not be inclusive towards that person. And so I do think that that person is the asshole. You could have... I know you're trying to plan the party around your daughter, but a party, especially at that age, eight years old, is, is meant so that everyone can have fun together celebrating the birthday person. And so to to invite this person, knowing full well that they're going to have to sit on the sidelines and watch as everyone else has fun, is kind of cruel. So yeah, I think some some thought could have gotten in, gone into this. It shouldn't even be a question of changing the plans. The plans should have been uh, different from the from the get go. So yeah, I mean, I think at last minute to put this child in this position where they are feeling excluded is is wrong is nasty and unfair so yeah i think that the uh, laura and wife you are the asshole. jenny a rebuttal if you would i'll be honest i just woke up like 45 minutes ago <laughs> i don't really have a brain right now to do the your honor so. relevance your honor i rest my case don't you relevance me don't you relevance me <laughs> jenny rests her eyes and rests her case i have to give the knockout punch to david yeah, yeah I, I, had, yes. I had nothing else to give david just take it 
<laughs> David takes the point, and so here we go. We will now switch over to the other story. Oh, say, well, hold actually, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Sorry. Before yeah. we do, uh, who do, do we both agree with the stances we took? I I, I think, do, but I I had to convince myself to get there. Uh, initially, I was like, no, don't change your plans. What? Just for one kid? You no. Know, but then I realized, like, wait, that is actually kind of. Kind it is nasty, a social kind of, event whenever yeah. kids are that young. It's yeah, not just but it's also it, like, but it, it also hits so much harder when when you can't be part of something, you know. So I do think that that was it was terrible planning. It is, yeah, it is terrible. But, but planning. also kind of nasty not to find a way to include that child. You know what I mean? It's it is extremely difficult to plan birthday parties these days if you're going big budget, big everything. But yeah, usually. If you should try to find a way to include everyone in the party in some way. It's it it, it does. I, I do agree that this is an a hole situation. Weirdly enough, I think the and this will be the last part we talk about here. But I think that the the rudeness could have been shouldered across many, many shoulders here of those not invited. So there's a difference of being invited and then being isolated at an event, which I think would have been completely shouldered by the by Penny alone versus being shouldered by people hearing like, oh, hey, did you go to Ava's party? No, I wasn't even invited. And maybe that's five or six kids. I don't even know what numbers we're talking about, but a few. And that could have been shouldered. And that's a difference so it's uh, it's 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 a hard one actually. I thought that it was a, a an interesting case to study. All right, David, as you listen to this story, realize that you get to decide which side you want to represent in this case. All right, check. I have been with my fiance for nine years, and we are getting married in three months. <laughs> We're having a destination wedding, and it's that time for everyone to get their flights. I got a really good credit card that gets me tons of points and I saved so many to book our flight and honeymoon with. I usually use my credit card on big purchases and buy dinners and have people pay me back. My fiance told his mom about all our points and she suggested we can get her flight and his brother's flight and she'll pay us back in order for us to get points. This is where it gets interesting. My soon-to-be mother-in-law hasn't worked in 10 years and refuses to get a job. She is young enough to work. She gets money from the state to get by. My brother-in-law works, but is an alcoholic and doesn't manage his money well. I told my fiance, they need to pay us before we book it. And he said, he's not sure how much it will be. And he is going to book it for them. I got super frustrated and said, they need to book it and pay for it on their own. We have a lot of stuff to do, and hand-holding grown adults isn't on our to-do list. He said he understands and doesn't know what to do. I told him, let's discuss it later because I was getting upset and didn't want to lash out on him. I feel like I might be overreacting, but this doesn't sit right with me. Am I the a-hole? David, whom do you wish to represent? Or which side of it? Is she or is she not the a-hole? Which side would you like to represent? I wish to uh, defend her and say that she's not the a-hole. So then, Jenny, you will be defend. You will say that she is the a-hole. She is the a-hole in this case. So okay. I need some clarification. So they're purchasing tickets for them to come with them on their honeymoon? Flight tickets, yeah. No, no, to go no, to the destination just for the wedding, wedding, for the destination wedding. Oh, got it. Okay. 
Yes, the honeymoon honeymoon stays between the. the Sorry, the I heard wedding mixed. and honeymoon. I should hope so. Mixed. The alcoholic brother is not welcome on. <laughs> 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 I think uh, on that we can all defend uh, defend him that uh, yeah, he should not I be there. Yeah. All right, David, why don't you hit us first with uh, your uh, saying that she is not that she is not the a hole. Look, there is something to be said for reaching out and helping family, and especially since they agreed to pay her back. But when we're talking, this is not a dinner where, every, okay, everyone, even an expensive dinner, everyone owes me $57. No, this is hundreds, if not, could be up 800 even even $1,000. I don't know where the destination wedding was. You didn't say, did you? I No, no. no details so are this could be, this is in the hundreds, close even maybe to $1,000, right? To if you don't trust someone financially that they are going to be able to pay you back, or if they're gonna like dilly dally and and procrastinate and have all Ooh, these excuses as to why they may not pay you back until uh, just gonna uh, until I get paid. If you do not trust that person, then to effectively lend them five hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't bl- I don't blame you for wanting the money up front. You know, especially since she doesn't know like she yes, she's been dating this she's been uh, att- uh what is it? engaged to this guy for or she's been dating him or whatever for 9 years. But that doesn't mean she knows the the, the mother and the brother very well. She what she does know about them is that uh, the mother refuses to work. She doesn't have a job. How's she going to pay her back? And the brother is an alcoholic. That means she's <laughs> got some problems. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Money up front, please. <laughs> Jenny, your your turn. Your Honor, have you ever heard the phrase yes. a mother's work is never done? I, I dare say I have. How does it relate to this case? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. Oh. This is a mother we're talking about. And a brother. But I would like to point out specifically the mother, Your Honor. Okay. This mother raised this child with all of her time and her money. The money that she, the minimum that she has, but there was money that was used. Okay. It is now time to repay, to pay back, to allow this, because she needs to be there. Yes, the time is now to pay back. (laughs) Of course, a mother and a brother, of course, should both be a part of this event. This milestone for this couple. And they have proven they have more than enough money to provide to allow them to be at this milestone. Alcoholism aside, this is not relevant. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why I'm bringing this up in the first place. (laughs) If we can merely tiptoe beyond the fact of his alcoholism, his his, his dabbling in alcoholism. Like this banana, we must tiptoe away from the alcoholism. Because the Jenny issue is here is money. gesturing at us with a banana. <laughs> yes. I am. This is my breakfast. It'll be used for, for its multi-purpose. Empathy. Damn it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say that the premise has uh, already been set that everyone's going to pay for their own ticket. And clearly the mother and brother have agreed to this premise because they have said that they will oh, you pay for it and we'll pay you back. The question is whether whether or not she can trust them to pay, pay her back. And... Uh, and it's not like she's rolling in it. That's not been that has not been set in the in the in the story here. There it's are just that methods. she has a really good credit card with great rewards. If they're so, so concerned, 
<clears throat> if they're so concerned, <laughs> there's ways of going about tracking and reminding them to pay them back. There are apps out there. There are methods of communication that can be used if they're so concerned about if they're so concerned about being paid back this money. Even I'm sure there could be some negotiation to, if not pay up front, to we can establish here that they can use these systems to make this happen. As is in most uh, cases of the courtrooms, uh, Jenny, I would like to offer you one lifeline. Would you care to accept it? Yes, I would. Yes. Jenny, uh, could you perhaps uh, enlighten me or, or give some reasoning as to what your thought may be on the fact that it was chosen to be a destination wedding in the first place? Do you think that the mother would have gone and... And if it was local and asked for her ticket to be paid for or accommodations to go, if the it wasn't a destination If it was wedding? a local wedding, she definitely would go. Mm, interesting. Interesting. David, any, any, again, the premise that? has been set that she will pay them back. She's agreed to the destination wedding. She will pay them back. You just, you get it with, and you get the points, and then we pay you back. Evidently, this could be a ploy by someone who is clear again, not had a job for 10 years to get their flight paid for. And oh, oh, like, oh, do I still owe you money? I totally forgot about that. What? You know, that's that's the way I see this. And clearly the trust is not there. And the, the son, the fiance, empathizes with that feeling that 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 our main character is having because he understands, as you said in the story, he understands where she's coming from. So there you go. You make very valid points, David, and uh, I think it's pretty obvious that the end, that I'm going to have to rule with Jenny on this one because she used a banana as a tiptoe. Yes! Uh, for no other reason than the banana. Props uh, are used, and she also bribed me with said banana for my own breakfast. This uh, case is said, closed. This case is closed and the banana's <laughs> open. Yep, it's it appealing. is. It's being in right now. It's it. All right. Before I'm we leave, in this court, I'm <laughs> I want justice. Um, do we all agree with where we were arguing and going, Jenny? I cannot imagine you agree with this. I impress myself with how hard I worked to make the argument <laughs> be on the on the because on the aligned side because I definitely do not agree with myself. This is I would not trust this mother or brother with any sum of money. Oh no, God no! Here's here's the two things though, because I mean, I very obviously think David uh, David victoriolically believes in his own stance. Um, yes, obviously, two things, two things that I have uh, majorly uh, in opposition with this. One is is indeed the uh, thing of a destination wedding. I think you are the biggest booty hole in the entire world if you have a destination wedding. I lit like I literally do not I could not think more less of you unless it's a destination one. Now, if if the destination is a destination for me and me alone, because let's say we we met in school and then you go off and you now live in in Illinois and that's where you live and so now it's a destination for me, but it's local for you, that's different. But if you're going to Hawaii and you're forcing me to go to Hawaii for your wedding, you are a booty you're hole. Forcing me to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I, oh, you horrible, horrible beast, you. <laughs> Philip, I, I will have you know, if you have any intention of coming to my wedding, it's going to be destination no matter what well again well okay no no, no. hold on hold on a friggin second i grew up moving (laughs) around a lot Mm -hmm. so and and 
I intend to move again at least once in my life, probably more than once. And so I know people all over. And the woman I end up marrying is likely not going to be from that. She's also probably going to be quite interesting. She's going to be of the world. She so might when, be from when Detroit. When she and I have to dis- d- decide where we want to get married, the likelihood that we find somewhere that's not destination for literally everybody is pretty slim. Pretty I slim. think that that is, David, you literally fit in this small sliver of acceptability. Uh, again, I mean, if you say like, let's go to Hawaii and then now you're forcing everybody because yeah, I. But, but you, what if we me, choose Hawaii as our, our neutral site? That is the wor- That is the most ridiculous neutral site. The, how oh, dare yeah. you? Why? How oh, dare why? you? Because that's must, not Must I anybody. marry my wife in Phoenix for you, Philip? <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I've got three places picked out for you. How about that, David? Go <laughs> yourself. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, but Jenny, you did bring up a good point, an actual good valid point of the uh, paying it forward thing. I do think, uh, and one thing she avoided, but I would say uh, is something that you should always keep track of, especially when it comes to family, but even when it comes to close friends. Anytime you lend people oh, money, anytime you lend people money, you should never lend it with the idea that they'll pay you back and be pleasantly surprised that they pay you back. Not not expect it back because at that point, then just realize, hmm, if it's too much that I can't live without, then I shouldn't lend it out in the first place. So It just it really depends on the money. It depends on who the person is, what type of per- purchase it is. Yeah, it just, there's ways to do it. There's ways you can schedule it. Bam. Our mini segment this week is Fun Factoid, and I've prepared a few facts, one true, one false, for you guys to decide which one you think is the true and which one you think is the false fact. All righty. Fact number one. King Charles III got his bachelor's degree in music theory. (laughs) Fact number two. Queen Elizabeth II was a trained mechanic. One of these can, facts is true, and one of them is false. Music theory? Can I, yeah, can I ask, because uh, I know nothing about the royal family, are these the last two monarchs of, of our yeah, mother so nation? Yes, so King Charles, the current monarch, the current, and, and then Queen Elizabeth, the, the one who Long may she died. rest in peace, yeah. Yes. Uh, who do you wish to go first, my liege? Uh, uh, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> um... While Queen Elizabeth is and was an absolute badass, I don't know. There's part of me that just can't. When would she have the time to learn how to become a mechanic? Like, I don't. She's she's running a damn country or was a nation. A nation. Parliament does a lot of the running. So (laughs) he's jogging a nation. (laughs) <laughs> or she was saying but that also- queen needed to walk so the parliament could run <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> um i'm gonna anyway. go with king charles <laughs> uh music king charles theory. did music theory that just seems like i don't know that just seems like something that would happen i'm gonna go with uh with uh the queen you're right she is a badass and i think <laughs> i could be completely overstating how old she is but when Cars first came out when she was a wee lass. I bet it was really cool to learn how to do that. And I bet she could have gotten, even if she knew, she probably knew way more than I did 
than to like fix a car, but I'm sure she could have not even fully passed that test and they'd be like, yeah, why not, you know, go mechanicize yourself. <laughs> ah, so you guys have chosen different options, so yes. Matthew is correct. King Charles III was the first monarch, I don't know, either in his family or ever, to not immediately after finishing school uh, join the armed forces. He did, in fact, go to university and studied archaeology and anthropology no! and later changed to history. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth II was indeed somehow a trained mechanic from before she became She's the so queen. She's so cool. She's so cool. And she uh, knew how to uh, fit tires or something and and fix an engine or, or yeah, take apart an engine or something. Good well, for her. Yeah, good for Legend. her. She really was a badass. Moving on. Today's game section is brought to you by Angel DeMichael, the hairstyling extraordinaire at Aquarius Hair Salon. Ready to rock a head-turning new look? Call or text Angel DeMichael at 623-203-6867 to book your appointment today. Whether it's a trendy haircut, a vibrant color, or a glamorous updo, Angel has the skills to make you shine. Don't miss out on the opportunity to elevate your style game. Contact Angel DeMichael at 623-203-6867 and discover the magic of Aquarius Hair Salon. Your perfect look awaits. All right, so we're going we're moving on to the game for this week's episode. Now before we do that, I would like to introduce a special guest. She is a fellow performer as we have had many performers on this podcast, but she is quite legendary. She is a businesswoman, a successful entrepreneur, and she is a, a Jill of all trades. Please welcome Samantha Bell to Roast and Toast Podcast. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? Welcome, oh Samantha. Samantha. Yes, what an introduction. So happy to be here. Yes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and it's very fitting. Uh, so I know Sam uh, from doing caroling, actually. We met doing Dickens Carolers together over here and good old, the snowiest place in town, Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> but when she's not performing, tell us a little bit about what you do. So you are a coach for um, up-and-coming entrepreneurs or creatives. Please tell us more about that because it's fascinating. I love following all your yeah. content about it. Go ahead. Thanks. Yeah. So I am uh, a certified NLP practitioner, hypnotist, generational clear tapping um facilitator. And so I work with energy and the subconscious mind, and I like to bridge the woo and the do for entrepreneurs and creatives. So I work a lot with imposter syndrome. I work a lot with entrepreneurs that are nine to fivers and kind of switching into the online space. And so I partner with different companies. I speak on stages all about motivation, but from a subconscious place and or productivity from a conscious place. And that's my uh, shindig when I'm not Performing. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, for in the performance world, she likes to dress up as Maleficent. <laughs> ah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, tell it's us about Maleficent for copywriting. Oh, there ah, you go. Yes, Excuse yes, me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, um, I do quite a few things and it's kind of funny because I can list them real quick, but out of all of them, when my wife uh, told people at work, like I've got a movie on Amazon Prime, so I'm an actress. Uh, I do crew work as well. I've cast uh, for some pretty cool things. I've can celebrity drop. Um, and so I do music videos and TV and commercials and feature films and stage and all of that. So I act, 
I sing, obviously, and then I cast. And then outside of that, um, I do work for a live action game show. So it's an interactive game show and I'm contracted through the military and we go around the world to military bases and I do uh, my Samnificent. Um, and it's pretty funny because I have horns, right? That are quite large. And yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. Horns. Yes, the Maleficent horns. Ram horns, ram horns. Yes, the exactly. Yes. Ram horns and <laughs> the, the Sam horns. Yeah, the Sam horns. Yes, yeah, horns. There you go. All right. Well, let's get to know you a little bit, a uh, little bit better, a little bit deeper, closer to the heart, guys. Let's go on with our questions. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Sam, <clears throat> where have you been in the world that you would never want to visit again? Hmm. Well, uh, that answer has actually recently changed. Um, so I was in Okinawa, Japan for a few years and, wow. uh, it just kind of ended up being the catalyst for completely flipping everything on its head. I ended up leaving there, um, single and with two suitcases and $2,000 and moved across the world to kind of restart my life in 2017. Oh, um, wow. Samantha Bell is my stage name and is what She's like the persona that I kind of created, um, living, landing here in Arizona in 2017. I'm from North Carolina, but I knew I couldn't go home. I'm super close with my family. And I knew I'd get stuck. So anyway, I ended up here. So it'd be closer to LA. And then I didn't leave because I love it here and I still work in LA. And so I said I would never, ever go back <laughs> because it was horrible and I didn't like it. But then I did end up going back this last April, so just a couple months oh, ago. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was super healing, actually, and um, was, I mean, I'm not itching to go back again, but it, but it ended up, it was actually a really, really, really great trip, so oh, I'm not wonderful. as against it as I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil, go ahead. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, what would you say is the worst trait or thing about your best friend or one of your best friends, if you don't want to, if people know like, oh, this is definitely my best friend and you don't want to make it that easy of breadcrumbs for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, since coming uh, to the States back in 2017, I have done a intentional job of reshaping my little circle. So unfortunately for me, that means that my friends are crazy stinking successful. And <laughs> sometimes... Uh... <laughs> Pretty much all the time, they all make more money than me. And so they're talking about going on these, you know, the entrepreneurship. It's like a cruise line of entrepreneurs, which <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. is so cool. They put the ship yeah. in entrepreneurship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your yacht. Um, I caroled this weekend, which is still super cool. But I uh, feel... <laughs> It's still a cool feel, thing to do. We're, tra we're driving all around the state and singing for people. It brings them joy. It's still good. It's still great. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. But when I'm sitting around people that are having more expensive favorite things, I feel the need. To, I have to really control the need to compete and just allow their cool things to be cool. I got you. Well, a here's a little performer question. This is a, a question I always ask people whenever they come on the podcast, especially if they like to sing. What is your go-to song at karaoke, Sam? Uh, I've got two. It depends on if what kind of repertoire the uh, karaoke mm. has. So if mm. they are um, sporting some Disney and musicals, those are going to be my go-to. Mm -hmm. uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls is my kind of warm-up yes! song. Yes! go earlier than I'm ready. Um, if they do not have Disney and or musicals, then Evanescence. Oh, yes. That's one of mine, too. Yes, that's nice. one of mine, too. Nice. Excellent. 
We'll have to, if we ever end up at the same karaoke spot, we will sing that as a duet if you'd like. Are you in? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the game. So we're doing something a little out of the box this week with our game. Uh, first of all, this game is what I've called. Um, there is uh, an online gaming system. This is kind of inspired by, but we're not going to call it that because of copyright. What we're going to call it is <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're going in the meme direction with this just to make it funny. Um, it's called Gotta Go Fast. Now, how this is going to work is that we have about three rounds. Oh, excuse me, two rounds. And each round has three questions. Now, you all are going to need your cell phone for this. So the trick of this game is that I, I am the mediator. I am the host. But I am not declaring any of your points. You are going to be giving each other your points. And the way that how this is going to work is I'm going to provide you a prompt for example, name, what would you name your dog? And you would text to me how, what you would name your dog. And there'd be two people doing this. So for, and for the example, that would be David and Sam. You will text me your choices and I will read them out loud. Philip will be the one voting which one he thinks is the better option, but he's not going to know which selection belongs to who. So if Sam said Fido and David said Becky, <laughs> Phil is not going, which I don't think David ever will. Typical uh, David. Maybe I could. Maybe I could name um, my dog Becky. Philip will not know who picked Becky and who picked Fido, and he will pick which is the better name or the better choice for the prompt. Does that make sense? We have any questions? No, makes sense. Not at all. All right. So this first prompt, round one, this is going to be David versus Sam. Philip, you will be the decider. So please send me Ooh. your answers as quickly as you can, whatever comes to your brain first. You know you're old when you walk into a bar and the bartender says blank to you. What would a bartender say? So we have our two answers here. Phil. Here is our, I'm going to read these. Yes. They fit, will fit into the, the prompt here. So, <clears throat> okay. you know you're old when you walk into a bar and that bartender says, will that be a water, ma'am? <laughs> Second selection. <laughs> you know you're old when you walk into a bar and the bartender says, the usual. Aside from the fact that I cannot imagine that in the lickety split moment that David was given the prompt, he would go so far as to give himself a sex change or a gender <laughs> change, I should say. I was saying, ma'am. Uh, aside from that, I will say that I thought that the water was uh, was uh, was pretty good. there. So I will go with the ma'am one, thinking uh, that it's probably Samantha's. Yes, you are correct. I, I, I actually, <laughs> you know what? I read that and I didn't even think that. So I will. that's a note for me in the future to be cautious of that. But yes, the first point goes to Sam for that round. Thank you very much, Philip. That is so funny. I didn't even mean, like, in my head it was an old woman. Like, it wasn't even me. It was. It, and in so my head it was an old man. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, that's uh, so so funny. here's the second prompt for round one. This is going to be Sam versus Philip. David, you will be the decider. I love judging people. <laughs> 
A Dumble Rainbow doesn't have a pot of gold at the end of it. Instead, it has blank. What would a double rainbow have at the end of it instead of a pot of gold? This is like playing Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, kind of similar, right? <laughs> yeah. Here is our two options for you, David. The first one is, a double rainbow doesn't have a pot of gold at the end of it. Instead, it has leprechaun orgies with rainbows as black bars. The second one is, a double rainbow doesn't have a pot of gold at the end of it. Instead, it has the secret to getting Amada Arma's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, what say you? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell that everyone's working very hard on their answers. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, I'm seeing someone right now, so I'm going to go with the leprechaun ah! <laughs> That is a point for Sam. So Sam has two on the board here. Now we're come to the, the final prompt of round one. <clears throat> this will be David versus Philip. And this is just for posterity. Sam's already won the, this round, right? Yes. All right, so David. This is to get you guys on the board. Kiss your ass goodbye, David. I win when it doesn't matter. <laughs> Only round one, buddy. <laughs> All right. And Sam, you are the voter, yes. Um, what is the first thing you would do if you found out you could time travel? So we have our two answers on the board. All right. <clears throat> All right, Sam. The, what was the first thing you would do if you could time travel? One person said, wake Stephanie Meyer up from her fever dream that led her to write the Twilight series. <laughs> <laughs> the second option is, go back to convince younger self to take dance classes and buy Bitcoin. Ooh. I'm one of those people that is not mad at the Twilight series books. I think they're much better than what they ended up being later. I think the books, you know, aren't as bad. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a stickler for some dance and Bitcoin. So I'm going to go dance and Bitcoin. All right. It's dance and Bitcoin. That means David gets the point. Way to know your audience, David. Way to freaking know your no, audience. Hey, look, I, oh, I wish that I... Friggin' was the salsa king. I mean, you know how great that is at parties? Anyway. All right, so we're moving on to round two here. Uh, we are going to just kind of do the same order backwards for uh, putting in the uh, putting in the answers. So this is going to start with Philip and David again with Sam voting. Name the title of an action movie starring frogs. What would the name of an action movie be? for an action movie starring frogs. Oh man, I've got so many coming to my little head. I know, my brain's thinking of all the answers and I'm like, I can't, I'm not playing, I can't provide them. Our two options for action movies starring frogs, we have the movie titled Jump Scare or movie title Quantum Leap. Ooh, Quantum Leap is a thing, isn't it? Isn't that a movie already? It's a, I think it's a, a, an old education system. It's like a pad with a, with like a stylus 
and you would oh, oh wait no i'm thinking of something else entirely excuse me I, I i think there is a tv show that came out recently with a similar title i like well, quantum, quantum leap, leap quantum jump yeah jump scare for me was going more horror than action so i'm gonna go with quantum leap dang it all right <laughs> that's david's point we got sam two uh. david two phil let's get you on the board buddy Jeez so cut all right, so a little part of me next- dies each and every week when I lose these games. <laughs> I'm not going to be asked back. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, so let's uh, next prompt here: Sam versus Phil. David votes. What's the fastest way to upset a chef? How can we grind a chef's gears? You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> okay, Peter. Okay, Peter. Pena. <laughs> I have considered dressing up if if I could find someone to be Peter. I would love to do Lois for like a, a Comic Con or something. Peter Griffin. Oh, Peter! Stop. Peter. I love Alex Borstein. She's awesome. All right, we got one answer in. David, what's the fastest way to upset a chef? One person said. To not give them a kiss to show your appreciation of a good meal. The second option is shout Lord of the Rings quotes every time food is delivered. <laughs> what say you, David? Um, I don't know that that would upset a chef. I don't know. Depends on the chef, really. So I'm going to go with the first one. Uh, to give, not give him a kiss after to appreciate the meal. All right, Philip is officially on the board. Yay! Hey. Yay! That's one point for Phil. Prompt three for round two. Sam versus David. Philip votes. In the new Batman movie, Batman will no longer be fighting the Joker. The new villain's name is... We have our two responses in. Philip, your two options are... The new villain's name is either Froggy Boy or the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> Froggy Boy or the IRS. I, I got to say the IRS, unfortunately. That's no, I definitely the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that gives a point to Sam. And oh, I, believe... I thought David was pulling one on my leg here. I thought you were no, laughing that was at your Sam. own thing. Very good, Sam. Very good. And no, I think no, that, that makes Sam so the winner. She has three points. So she is oh. she is the winner. Okay, yes. There you go. There was there a tiebreaker, a round three tiebreaker, but we have a clear winner here. So unless you guys want to play it, would you like to play the tiebreaker? Let's let's just do it for funsies. For and, we'll, funsies. and we'll have you, Jenny, judge this. Just I will be the uh, judge, even yes. Though, even though you know. We'll each say it even. We don't even need to text her because she'll already know. Now, I have an abbreviation I will provide you, a combination of letters, and I want you to tell oh. me what you think this abbreviation would stand for. Now, yes. if there is a popular one, I want you to try to think outside of the box and come up with your own, okay? Uh-huh. Yes. What What Are do you think the... Ab- oh, yes. Text me, please. What does the abbreviation DTB mean? Actually, no, you don't have to text me. Just tell me out loud, because... We're not keeping secrets anymore. Because it doesn't anymore. count, right? Yeah, yeah it, doesn't it doesn't count, count. yeah. Um, um, down to bake. Oh! <laughs> yes, excellent. I'm always down to bake cookies and pies. Now, <laughs> yes. David and Phil, what say you? Dump truck booty. 
there it is. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> dum, da, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> David, what say you? I'm going to say David taking bath. <laughs> like the aim the brb when you give them away yeah, from your exactly. computer like, yeah, i'm sexting. not available right now david yeah. taking bath yep well, is there well, is there obviously uh go ahead is there not a more uh clear personification of each person's uh little like a little <laughs> nugget of their mind with this the where we each took it i just i think absolutely it was not because my mind immediately went down to blank and mm-hmm. since that was taken, I thought, let me think out of the, outside of the okay. box. Well, either way. Well, no All points right. are being given, but it was fun to see what everyone would have come up with if it was needed. Thank you so much for being here and playing our game with us today, Sam. That was so much fun. What did you guys think? Did you like this game format? Do you want to I use did. this in future I episodes? Did. I did. I did. I did like it. Yes. Very good All job, right, Jenny. Sweet. Very good. Yes. A massive success. One point for me. It doesn't do anything. Woohoo! Thank well, you so much, Sam. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Sam. Welcome on, and we'll see you soon, I hope. Yes, yes. Antha out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Good to see you. Good. <laughs> that slaps that slaps so here's we've all brought to the table as we always do every week something that has tickled our fancies whether it be a song or a film now i will start this week in my gruffly coffee voice what just happened (laughs) (laughs) all right so (laughs) so i bring a song to the table jenny I don't know what just happened. Good morning. I bring a song to you this week. I'd like to highlight a wonderful artist named Byrocratic. Now, they are a wonderful instrumentalist. They create these groovy tunes. And keeping on my trend of loving instrumentals that have a groovy beat to them. Oh, okay. Let me introduce you to this song, Bonaventura. They just released this song this year. And it is this groovy vacation getaway style tune that will just make you relax but go listen to their other work because biocratic they slap go listen to bonatura i feel like jenny's that slaps will forever be like seven degrees of kevin bacon except seven degrees of australian you have to let me know going forward jenny how they connect to the australians like if they have a great grandmother <laughs> like the guitarist you know what is- I have no idea if Biocratic is Australian. Let's find out. But anyway. (laughs) Let's find out. Onward, (laughs) lads. We'll get there. All right. Um, My That Slaps is something to do with just straight up singing. And I don't mean singing. I do mean singing with an A. My God. It's just, if you want a power ballad by three men who are just going off their rails and rockers with with a sad song that they can just wail. And I do mean wail as in cry morosely not not uh, blubbering although there is some blubbering it's called happy people and it's anything but happy it's by ex-ambassadors teddy swims and jack ross i do implore you jenny to go listen to it because you will be wailing with them i guarantee you uh, happy people by ex-ambassadors teddy swims and jack ross it slaps as promised i have a good song to slap this week I was, okay, if you remember our Blockbuster draft, I drafted, what's it called? No Hard Feelings. Indiana Jones, oh, okay. 
No Hard Feelings and uh, Asteroid City, which both came out the weekend that we're recording this episode, this current episode. And so I went to go see them in support of my movies. <laughs> and No Hard Feelings was fine. And Asteroid City was really good, but I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have brought it for that slaps, but I was going to because I didn't have anything else. And then I quickly looked through my Spotify. I was like, I know, I feel like I added a song to my one of my playlists this week. So I quickly and I was like, oh, yeah, that song slaps. So this song is called Unlovable. It's by Beach Weather featuring Pale Waves. And I don't know if Beach Weather and Pale Waves got together and they're like, hey, we're both beach themed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can do something. So Beach Weather featuring Pale Waves have a song called Unlovable and it slaps. Before we end, I realized I forgot to credit the other two artists on Bonaventura. So Bureaucratic, Saib or Saib and Odyssey. Saib? Saib, yes. Thank you. And that slaps. All right, we have reached the end of our episode this week. Aww. But before we do that, we have some people to thank. Yeah, thank you to Cass and Crossland and Jake Corlang for the music on this show. We couldn't do it without you. Thanks to Ryan Ardell and Josh Hans for a lot of the audio bits you hear throughout the entirety of the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Rudy Chalk for your wonderful graphic work that you see in all of our socials. And thank you to you, you sweet, sweet listeners, for always tuning in and just staying on the train with us every week. Thank you so much. Now, if you haven't already yet, what are you waiting for? Please go to all of our social media and follow us. Follow us, dang it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now officially TikTok. Whoa, <laughs> we're on TikTok now. Go find us under Roast and Toast Pod. And... Um, you can always find us on the usual streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, except ugh, Pandora. No, nasty. <laughs> Gross. Hey, hey, mom. Yes, honey. I think, and don't freak out. Don't look at it straight in the eyes, but I think there's a bear behind us trying to sneak up on us. Oh, I know. He he tries to tiptoe near us all the time just for this banana, but you know, we just wait till he gets closer and then we throw it to him.